Work-life balance is something that you hear about in pharmacy school and kind of laughed at, thinking that once you graduate and are done with studying for finals, like forever, it might actually be a possibility. But then you enter pharmacist life and work-life balance becomes stress-filled pharmacy and trying to make it by the seam of your white coat, home life. And when you're just about to be in a relaxed state on your day off, it's time to go back to work and start the vicious cycle all over again. If you're nodding right now in a state of shock, thinking that I somehow read your mind or wondering if I have a hidden camera on your life, there's something that you need to know. You are not alone. Too many pharmacists are smiling for the camera, yet emotionally dying behind the scenes. And I'm super excited for this episode, Fit Farm Fan, because I'm gonna pull back the curtain on how two pharmacists are thriving to defy the odds in the largest sectors of our profession, clinical pharmacy and community pharmacy. And most importantly, how to bridge the gap from pharmacy school into pharmacist life for what actually works out in the real world. What you're about to hear ain't no theory on what the textbooks say should work, but doses of real talk from two full-time pharmacists who work the front lines to share what's worked for us so that you can use the tried and true tips to work for you too. I hope that you are ready to level up your pharmacy life and step into the farm life challenge because you, my friend, are about to have a breakthrough. Let's get this podcast popping. I see my victory so clear. I see my victory so clear. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day. Now, if you're new as a first-time listener, welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. My name is Dr. Adam Martin. I'm your host, and for the last 10 years, have worked full-time in the community setting, serving as the content creator behind the Fit Pharmacist brand, professional speaker, and coach for pharmacists to become the best versions of themselves and build their brand to scale their career. Now, what I'm really excited about today is that I am joined by a dear friend on the clinical side of pharmacy who has done just what I had described. She continues to grow and evolve as a passionate pharmacist, leading the change in her role and influence she has on her audience across social media. I'm honored to bring back to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast, Dr. Sierra Richard, who is a residency-trained pediatric and women's health clinical pharmacist student preceptor and content creator who shares her pharmacist lifestyle and experiences on social media. Her goal is to help others live their happiest farm life. My friend, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. I'm really excited to be here. I'm super pumped because I don't know about you, but when I was in pharmacy school as a student, I heard these like top tips for how to manage life and stress. And it didn't really sound like practical, like especially when it came to like nutrition, like, you know, chew 30 times before you swallow to ensure a healthy gut. Well, I ain't got no lunch break and there's no time for salad. So it started to be like, this isn't gonna really work. 
And did you have any of that happen? Like when you were in pharmacy school, like any disconnect? Oh, absolutely. And it got worse when I got in residency because everybody thinks that they're busy in pharmacy school. And then I became a resident and I was like, I didn't know what busy was as a student. And so when I made that transition to pharmacist, it was actually pharmacy resident. And that was even harder because a lot of the things that people were telling you to do just didn't fit within the pharmacist lifestyle. I'm now working overnight, I work 11 hour shifts. I only get an hour of that where I have another pharmacist on board. So I'm there by myself for not like 10 hours plus sometimes a night. And so trying to do these things that people say, like taking a break from work, I'm the only person there that can answer the pharmacist question. That's not an option. So what can I do instead is kind of what I've been doing the past year and a half in this role, trying to learn how I can be a better pharmacist and also take care of myself. Exactly. And that's that's like the illusion that I heard in, in my class and other classes in my school is holding on to this hope of all I have to do is graduate and then it'll be easier. There won't be things to study for. I'll have more free time. What is that anyway? But then we graduate or we go into residency or fellowship life or another program. And it's like we hit a brick wall and our hope seems to be gone. And then we're like, now what do we do? So one of the biggest questions that I want to introduce you to tackle is when it comes to goal setting, because in pharmacy school, while we're inundated with projects and exams and everything, that's overwhelming, of course. But the nice thing about it is there's a structured plan. There's show up this day and take this test and then show up this day and present this project. But when you graduate, it's kind of like a free for all, right? So what I want to ask you to share from your journey from pharmacy school to res life to pharmacist and now really content creator and, and all the things when it comes to goal setting, where where is the time to shift from the pharmacy student mindset to taking that leap of trying something new and getting really a feel for what's rewarding for you in your both professional and personal life? I would say, you know especially with what I did for residency. So just some backstory for people who maybe haven't heard my story before, but I moved from Missouri to Texas without my husband. And that's where I did residency. It just worked out that his job offer that he got at home was just too good to, you know, pass up. And I was like, well, residency is here. We can do this. And we did it. We're fine. We're still together. We're happily married. But that forced me into change immediately. Like I had to change. It wasn't an option. It wasn't something that, you know, I had a choice in necessarily. Yes, I did rank them, but um, a lot of things happened after ranking that I wasn't expecting. And so that was the perfect time to set goals that were uncomfortable because I was already uncomfortable. And I think for a lot of people, even if you are doing a job at a place that you worked before, like if you were an intern there, did a rotation there, and now you're a pharmacist there, it's still a lot of change. It's still uncomfortable. So taking advantage of the fact that you're already uncomfortable in those situations, I think really helps because you're already in that state of discomfort. So why don't you just push it a little bit extra? Why don't you push it a little bit farther to reach whatever goals you have set? And um, I'm going to be honest, my first half a year of residency, I did a very terrible job of it. First off, I had no idea where I was. I grew up in a town of 882 people, and I was in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. So if anybody knows how huge that area is, like, that was night and day from what I grew up and was used to. And even when I was in college, I was in a small college town that had a very, like, 
more community feel. And so going to Fort Worth, Texas, where I knew nobody, um, was really scary. And so I tried to set goals that scared me. I was going to work out in the morning. I was going to do this and that. And then I was tired and then I had projects and I had no idea what I was doing to do those projects. I'm in a whole new health system, a whole new EMR that I'd never worked with before. And I kept saying, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And eventually it got to the point that it couldn't do it later anymore because I was in such a bad mindset that I had to change something. And that's when I actually started reaching those goals that I was setting initially because I was able to say, you know what, this has to change. It wasn't like I want this to happen. That's a problem we have with the goals, especially New Year's resolutions. I want to read 50 books this year. I want to lose weight, but it's not a must. And so that's where I really changed it. I must work out in the morning because it makes my day better. And so, yes, in residency, I was getting up at 4, 4.30 a.m., doing a workout, making myself breakfast before I went to work. And it is possible to do those things. It's just that mindset has to change and it has to become a must for you. It has to become a priority because anything that's not a priority isn't going to come through. And growth comes from that discomfort. Yes, there's benefits to staying in your comfort zone sometimes, but if it's something that you really want, you just have to go for it and change your mindset to think about what that benefit is going to be in the end, not the discomfort in the in-between time. Exactly. And such a great story. I really appreciate that. I'm going to extract a couple nuggets that you said to answer this question, because this is one of the most common DMs that I get uh, on Instagram at the Fit Pharmacist is people say, Adam, I have, I have this desire to try something new. I've been thinking about it, but I, I, just, I, I just get overwhelmed. And I think what you said there, there, there's two key things I want to highlight. The first is it's not some, you don't, you have to make it something that's a must. If you give yourself too many options out, regardless of what your goal is, regardless of if it's your pharmacy life, professional life, personal life, you're going to face obstacles. You're going to face adversity. And if you have an easy way out, if you have a plan B, C, D, E, there's no reason for you to keep going if you have those other options. But when you burn the boats and say, this is the only option, I don't have a choice. And you use that mindset, just like you said, you're going to figure it out. And I think the other thing that you pointed out is the whole concept of resourcefulness, which is how I literally got into pharmacy school, built my career and everything else. You're going to have change anyway. So rather than one of the biggest blocks I hear is, Adam, I don't have this. I don't know these people. I can't do this because. Instead of looking at that, look at what you do have and get resourceful to leverage that to your advantage. Adam, I don't like change. It's uncomfortable. Well, just like you said, you're already changing. You're already uncomfortable. So if you're already doing this, you might as well do that. Just like super key points. And I'm going to throw another one because like I said, when you start on any new goal or endeavor, you're going to face some hardship. You're going to face adversity and unexpected obstacles. And if the last two years since 2020 has been <laughs> any other testimony of that, I mean, that's like, yeah, I mean, enough said. We all know that by now. But I think the biggest driving force is really connecting your goal to your purpose. When you make your goal about someone or an idea bigger than just yourself, you're going to follow through. And this is just so key because if it's just for you, you might tap out. But if it's for someone else, like anyone listening to this, if you're a mother, 
You've done things for your kids you never would have done for yourself when you were tired, exhausted, starving, and all those things, but it was for your kids. So if you can get behind a mission that's greater than just you, you're going to figure out and push through. That's, real, that's literally like where all of my brand has come from is this idea of really helping pharmacists to dispense their full potential. And not to dive too much into my story, but pharmacists literally changed my life. Um, I was, my mom got diagnosed with cancer. She was given less than mo six months to live at diagnosis. She kept fighting, but through that interaction, um, I was exposed to a pharmacist for the first time. And it really just changed my perspective on how a total stranger can dispense care to someone that just feels hopeless. And I was like, I wanna be that person. And I get into pharmacy and there's so many amazing people that have so much talent but again, like you said, it all starts with the mindset. So helping them break through all those obstacles, getting simple ways to bridge that gap, that's just what fuels me. So that's how I'm able to work as a full-time pharmacist 10 years and do all these other things. Um, but I think passion, if you can really take your, your passion and make it about other people, that's when it becomes your purpose, serving a bigger cause than just yourself. So guys, those are three tips that can really help you start something new and go after something rewarding. The second question that I think both of us get is how to stick to those goals. So getting started, like that's the hardest step, you know, taking the stance like I'm going to do this and then going forward. The trick and where most people get tricked up really is following through consistently. And I say this all the time consistency trumps intensity every day of the week. And I think you're an amazing person to ask because you've gone through so many changes in so many high stress, different areas. So looking at that, especially that transition from pharmacy school to resident to pharmacist, do you have any tips or advice that, that you help that you learned that you can share with people for how they can stick to their goals going through those different areas in their career? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to use the example of my personal brand, Happy Farm Life, for this because I started Happy Farm Life um, in January of 2019. So I was in my last year of pharmacy school. I was in um, that transition period, you know, where I'm in rotation. I'm applying for residency because you do residency interviews in February. And so I decided to add the extra thing of YouTube onto my place then because, you know, why not? Let's just add more um things because I was already uncomfortable right and, you know, <laughs> practice what I preach and more so than anything I kind of wanted to document that experience that I was having because I felt like I had no idea what I was about to walk into so I wanted to kind of um be that resource for people and so that's why I really started is I was like I want to give other people what I wish I would have had at the time and so that's why I started it and it was a fun project and I really enjoyed it but there was many times where I could have easily quit over the time. So, you know, I went to residency, I moved across the country and then I became a pharmacist and I worked seven on seven off. So on my seven days, you know, of work, I work really long hours. I'm working 80 hours in a seven day period. And then I turn around and have to flip my schedule to the daytime. And then, you know, I have time off, but I'm spending that recording. And so it would be really easy for me to say, I don't need to do this anymore. I don't need to be a content creator or that this isn't something that I have to do. And there have been times where I've taken breaks because I had other priorities such as moving across the country or 
you know, really wanting to focus on my new job and making sure that I was the best pharmacist I could be. So I've taken times off, but I always come back to it. And I always come back to it quickly. You know, one or two weeks off, we're not spending, you know, three months of a break, you know, three months of a break there and not posting content. And so what really made that something I could do consistently was one, I picked something that I love. A lot of people set goals because they feel like they're goals that they need to set, not because it's goals that they want. And yeah. I fell into this trap in school too. Like I felt like I needed to read books because everybody makes this goal that they're going to read so many books in a year. And so I set that goal, but I didn't really want to do that. Like that wasn't something that was really passionate for me. So I didn't achieve it. And that's because it wasn't something that I actually cared about. It was a goal that I was setting because I thought I was supposed to. So if you want to stick with your goals, you need to be really honest with yourself and make sure that the goals that you're setting are things that you actually want to achieve and they actually have a meaning behind them. Why do you want to achieve that? You have to know why. And so for me with the content creation, there was a lot of reasons behind it, but one, I really enjoy it. I love to create YouTube videos. I love to create content. It was a creative outlet for me. But on the other side of that is I wanted to help people see the other side of pharmacy that nobody talks about. Nobody was showing the behind the scenes of what you do as a pharmacist. I do that on my channel a lot now. Um, nobody was showing what it looked like to do all of these residency interviews and travel across the country in the month of February, where you're doing sometimes back-to-back -back interviews and having to like take flights from one city to another. Nobody was showing that. And so that's what I wanted to do. And I've gotten really great feedback from my audience on that because they're saying the same thing I did whenever I started this. Nobody else is doing this. I'm really glad to see somebody showing the side of things. And so I was able to stay consistent because I was achieving that goal, even if it was for 10 people who were watching it. Even if my grandma and my parents were the only people watching the video, um, I knew that eventually it would pick up and that there was a couple other people who didn't know me that were watching that. And I was helping them. And so Using that as my motivation is how I've been able to stay consistent with my brand. And it would be the same for anything else. You can figure out, you know, what is your why is your biggest thing? And then, you know, use that as your motivation. And you're not going to have motivation all the time. You're going to have hardships and you're going to have times where you're not getting, you know, that positive reinforcement that sometimes I get where I have a lot of people who are commenting are positive. And then I go back to my why. I keep some of those messages or the thank you messages whenever I go speak. And I use those sometimes to motivate me whenever I am in a little bit of a rut or maybe my views aren't as good as I would hope because I don't think, you know, I'm not aligned with my audience as much. And I go back to that, why I originally started. And those things help keep me in line. And, you know, there's a lot of other goals that you can apply those concepts to. Exactly. And to, to your point with this being a very common question that both of us get, that being how do I stick to my goals? How do I stay consistent? The answer is in that question. If your first question is, how do I do this? You're going to get overwhelmed and not follow through every time because it's asking how first that gets us tripped up. Just like you said, like why that is key. Reasons come first, answers come second. When you can really dial in what you want, why you want it, and you get really focused on that, that is when the how unveils itself in that process. And, and one thing I just want to tell you all real quick is this stuff sounds good, but when you actually apply it and have results to back up that, oh, wow, this actually works, totally different story. So to your point and showing this as real talk that works, 
when you started working this plan, the plan started to work. So you launched the YouTube channel, you started sharing behind the scenes content and really being the, the mentor that you wanted that you didn't have. And you're creating that not just for yourself, but to document that for the sake of others to give what you would like to have. And because you consistently put that in, can you share what has happened with your brand from just a interesting side thing to now pretty much a business almost kind of share how that's been working for you. Um, it has been absolutely a roller coaster ride. It has been crazy. So um, I'm actually approaching that three year mark on YouTube. So I started in my first video was published January 7th of 2019. So um when I started, I think I need to give some background. I had zero idea what I was doing. I didn't have an editing software. I didn't know how to edit a video. I didn't know how to work the settings on my camera. I had no idea what I was doing. And I wanted to do this. I had a why. And I did that exact thing that you said. I had the why first and then figured out the how. So I told people, like, I'm starting a YouTube channel. And then I realized I have no idea how to start a YouTube channel. And so I had to figure it out. And... Obviously I have three years later, I have a totally different editing software. I'm changing my camera settings all the time. I feel like I'm more creative. Um, but the whole process for that was just crazy because, you know, I started out, I had my first follower was my grandma and I signed her up myself. And, <laughs> um, you know, that's where I started. Nobody was watching my videos. And honestly, they didn't deserve to be watched. They were pretty darn terrible. But it was it was where I started. You have to start somewhere. Everybody starts with zero subscribers. And now I am well over 7,000 subscribers. I have over 300,000 views on my YouTube videos. And um, that just keeps growing. That community keeps growing. Um, and I've really been able to share what pharmacists do, not only for pharmacists, but I get a lot of comments from other healthcare professionals that didn't know what pharmacists do in the background. They had no idea what was happening down in the pharmacy when they were waiting for a med. Um, one of the nurses on there commented, she goes, I'm never going to call pharmacy twice again after seeing what you're doing downstairs and how all of this works because I had no idea. And so it's been a really awesome opportunity in a community created. I have now had the opportunity to work with brands. I have the opportunity to go speak to um, so many schools across the country. I've gotten to talk to students literally coast to coast this year, um, virtually through Zoom and getting to speak to them. And none of those things would be possible. I was able to speak at ASHP mid-year this year. Um, as an opportunity because of my YouTube channel. And, you know, if I had quit whenever I said, I don't know how to do this, then none of that would have been possible. And so it's been really exciting to see that. And then it also helps with other goals because now I'm like, well, if I can do this with my YouTube channel, why can't I do that with fitness? Why can't I learn how to cook? Because I'm a terrible cook right now. My poor husband uh, can't really cook anything that takes decent for him. So, you know, that's one of my goals for next year is to get better at cooking. And I have you know, the full confidence that I can do that because I've been able to do this with my YouTube channel. And that's such a great segue into another question that we both hear a lot is I've got my pharmacy goal, but I want a life too. So how do I do both? And I want to really highlight something that is causing so much overwhelm and anxiety because it's frankly a lie. And it's this endeavor towards work-life balance. And the reason that that target is overwhelming so many pharmacists is because it doesn't exist. 
When you say work-life balance, you're saying that you are trying to live two separate lives. And if you try to do that, it'll drive you crazy, which is exactly part of why we have what we have going on right now. It's really work-life integration, finding your brand, your purpose, and how what you do at work and your home life are integrated so that it doesn't feel like you're living two different lives. And instead of trying to have all these different goals on two separate lists, everything is aligned, just like you said, feeling like you should be doing this or other people are doing that, is what you're doing, the time you're putting in, the investment, the coaching, whatever that might be, is it directing you towards your goal? Because if it's not, it might be a waste of time. It might be causing you anxiety because what you're doing is not driving you to your goal. So then you feel like you're betraying yourself. And that's a trap I see so many people get stuck in. So that's, I think, the, the biggest thing is identify what your target is. It's not living two separate lives, but really seeing is what I'm doing aligning with what I want out of life, what I want out of my career. And that's a process. It's not like, you know, you get up to graduate and boom, this is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. It's gonna change. And again, coming back to 2020, uh, that, that changes with time, with what happens, your interests may change. And when you make your service about other people, their needs and wants are going to change as well. So you have to always evolve and pivot and I think that's such an essential skill to have, uh, not just in, as a pharmacist in any given day, but in the big picture of your career and your personal life moving forward with that. And, and I think that's an, an amazing question to ask and get insight on you too, because like you said, when you moved, you weren't with your husband, you had, you know, everything was uncertain. So is there something that you can suggest in addition for pharmacists or pharmacy students that are trying to find that balance between personal and professional goals? Well, first off, if you're watching the video version, you should get a cat because that always helps. As you can yes. see him here, he decided to join us. Um, but when it comes to that integration, I think that word is so important that it's not a balancing act. It's not, you know, you have work on one side and life on the other side. It's really, this is all your life. Ultimately, that's what it is. It's all your life. And you are taking the time to go to work. You're taking the time to do that speaking event or precept students, whatever it may be. And if that thing that you are doing and putting your time towards is not fulfilling your ultimate life goals, then you're never going to be happy. You're never going to be satisfied. And that is truly how I feel. So when it came to, you know, figuring out how I was going to, um, focus on my goals, it really became like, I can't just like focus on my goals when I'm home, when I was resident, because I wasn't home very often, right? So I had to find how I was going to integrate that. So sometimes that was, you know, I brought a smoothie to work, or I brought fruit and kept it in my desk. So I had a healthy snack instead of going upstairs to Starbucks, which I'm going to be honest, I still did a lot because, you know, coffee was necessary for life at that point. Yeah. But you know, the whole idea was it was a balancing act. So some days I did get the coffee and some days I reached for the apple in my desk because I made that an option for me. Um, and so with like the YouTube channel, um, I integrated a lot with what I am doing in work and my life. And that is how it's been more sustainable because I talk about women's health on there and I take care of women's health patients. I talk about what I do as a pharmacist or questions that my students ask. I'm a student preceptor. 
And um, I've done videos about the questions that they asked me about residency because those are the things that people are looking for. And so it's not a separate thing for me. It's just part of my life. Um, and I've been very fortunate that like my coworkers, they think the YouTube thing is awesome. They ask about it. They um, enjoy it as well. Some of them do watch some of my videos. So um, I didn't make it a separate thing. It's never been a separate thing. And I feel like most of my goals were that way. You know, being healthy is not separate from work. You know, whatever your goals may be, integrating them to ultimately reach what your life goal is. And a lot of that has to do with boundaries, I believe. And yep. I have yep. been, I'm still not perfect at it. It's something that I am currently working on because again, that transition for pharmacist life and new practitioner happens over a year's period and I'm getting better at it. Um, but in order to reach your goals and to have that life you want, you need to set boundaries that don't, to make sure you don't overlap that. So for example, yep. um, I, have a boundary and I said it the second I walked in the door for my new job is that on my off week, I do not check emails, period. That is not an option. They know that I set it up front. If I am off work, I will not check emails. If you need me urgently for some reason, so if somebody called in sick and you're wanting me to you know, come in, whatever it may be, you have to call me because I won't answer an email. I won't be, I'm not looking at it until I walk back in the door on that next Monday. And it's been fine. I haven't crashed and burned. Having my email not on my phone has not destroyed my life. I'm still a pharmacist. I'm still a good pharmacist. I don't need that. Um, and so that was a boundary I put in place right away. And one thing I also do is the larger my YouTube channel and my social media audience grows, the more opportunities get brought up to me. And each and every one of them, I have to decide, does this align with my brand my, and my life goals? And so if there's a really cool opportunity, but I just don't think it aligns with me and what I stand for, the answer is going to be no. And I used to feel guilty for that. And now I don't, because honestly, I'm doing a disservice to them if I take that opportunity because yep. I'm not really interested. And I'm doing a disservice to myself because it's not going to be my best work because I'm not interested and it doesn't align with my goals. And so that's something I've really been working on in a personal standpoint because you can achieve this work-life integration if you are not setting boundaries to do things that are really within what your goals are. Because I've had, even this week, a couple really cool opportunities come up, but then when I really thought down, what do I want out of my 2022, those things didn't align. And I just said, you know, I appreciate you thinking of me, but I'm going to have to pass for now. And as a pharmacist, I feel like we especially in pharmacy school, we get told like you have to take every opportunity. And I think pharmacy school is a little bit different because a lot of times you do, you don't have to take every opportunity, but you should take a lot of opportunities that make you uncomfortable. That's what's got me where I am today. But when you transition out of that pharmacy student mindset where not everything's a learning opportunity anymore, now it's your life. This is my life. I am a PEDS and women's health clinical pharmacist. Does that align with my goal to be a better one of those and a content creator to help students? And if it doesn't, then I pass because it's not a learning opportunity anymore. This is what my life is going to be. And if I take everything that comes my way, I'm not going to have time for the things that I do enjoy and do want to do and help me reach those goals. And that's such an important thing in community pharmacy, too, is setting those boundaries of, you know, come in early, stay late, you know, unpaid, all this stuff. And, yeah, you're going to have times where that's an absolute necessity or it'll literally burn down. But making that not a expectation 
And setting boundaries up front is going to be one, the most challenging thing you're going to do because most of us care about people and we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or feel bad, but it's going to be a lot harder to come back after that expectation is there to say, oh, I know I've always been doing this, but I don't want to do this anymore. You can do that. It's possible, but it's going to be a lot more difficult. So front loading your boundaries and really communicating them clearly as to one, what they are, two, why, and really enforcing those because they will be tested, guaranteed. So if you set them, you have to enforce them. Otherwise, they're not going to respect anything else you set either. So with that being said, we've talked a lot about how to take a leap of faith into what you want, how to stick to goals when you're transitioning, either as a pharmacy student into residency, into pharmacist life, and all those transition times that there's a lot of uncertainty, there's a lot of unknowns, how to go after the goals in your career, but then also don't lose yourself in the process. These are all tips that are literally right from both of our lives, but how to take those and apply them so that they work with where you are to help you get to where you wanna go, got us talking. Because Dr. Richard and I realize that we've been getting a lot of questions about this. And as 2022 is about to pop off, that's a time when we reflect on where have I been going? Is that where I wanna keep going? What do I want my life to look like? How am I gonna get through all these challenges? Self-care? What am I going to do with nutrition? I don't have time to work out. Mindset, do I have to go to therapy? What's all this? How to do it practically. So we thought, what if we got together and created a place and a space for free where we can literally share with you what actually works out there? So if y'all enjoyed what you just heard in this little convo, that's just the tip of the iceberg because we want to take you on a deep dive. We want to take you on a farm life challenge to help you grow, expand, and scale your career. So if that's something you want to do with us as your guide, click the link below. If you're watch listening to this on the audio version, click the link in the show notes because you have to sign up before this starts. We want to make this a really great deep dive into what's going to really scale your career so that you keep growing and don't lose sight of what's most important to you. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's always a pleasure to uh, chat with Dr. Richard, but I really invite you to take this seriously because life is what you dare to make it and fortune favors the bold. So instead of waiting for things to happen, go and happen to things. This is your time. So take a simple step of action. Click the link, sign up. You've got nothing to lose. We're here to guide you into living a life of fulfillment that both of us live, and we want you to do it too. So click the link below, make sure you sign up. And with that being said, go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. I'll see y'all on the inside. Thank you.